Welcome to Ride Home Reactions, the 20-minute show where we react to the movie we just saw. Why 20 minutes? Because that's how long it takes us to drive home. I'm David Els, video production guy for InTheCarMedia.com. And I am Jill Rogatti, theater lady from SoapAndRopeTheater.com. We saw a movie on our first date and liked talking about it together so much that we got married. Was it worth it? You decide! <laughs> that movie was crazy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Jake's been waiting for like 15 minutes to say that. <laughs> All right, before we get any further, though, we got to give our, our ratings. Oh, darn. All right. <laughs> On the count of three, we'll give her one to ten. One, two, three. Nine. Four point five. All right, that's what I thought was going to happen. <laughs> because, no, no, no. Because, so it's a nine for me because you got to reserve ten. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I could tell, I, I was completely swept up in that movie, but I, a couple times was like, would I be digging this this much if I wasn't really into coin? Okay, gotcha. Uh-huh. And apparently, <laughs> that's the case. <laughs> so just because it was three people at once, Jill, you were a six. Six. I was a 4.5. Jake, you were a nine. Okay. Nine. Yeah. I was pretty sure that's what it was. Okay. Yeah, I was really curious because you're like, I have a lot of feelings about this. I'm like, oh man, I I, I feel like it's gonna be really positive or really negative. <laughs> I have yeah. no idea which one. I man, I like I think they actually used the audio from the live aid performance, yeah, which I've watched no less than like hundred and seventy-four <laughs> times. <laughs> and they didn't they didn't overdraw like maybe this is what kind of fell flat for y'all, but like they didn't over dramatize how much better than every other s- performance that day was uh-huh. like i owned the dvd of that for years and that and the cars are the only two performances i watched more than once okay and i watched queen way more yeah whatever like it was i i've seen it as well. Well. and i'm captivating a huge, performance like crazy like, fan and i also yeah. love it <laughs> yeah i i believe every vocal um Freddie Mercury moment in that that isn't just him doing like warm-ups or like yeah. singing like lyrics is from some recording. Okay, cool. That makes sense. Because Robin yeah. Malik cannot could, possibly do a Freddie like, Mercury. But even like who yeah. else could do it? Right. I feel like everyone would notice. And as long as you're using someone that's like, not that him sound good. the performance, yeah. you might as well use as much <laughs> right. as you can. Well, because there's no... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I love that they just played a lot of Queen music. That was sort of why I didn't think this movie was was bad. I mean, four point five is, is is on the negative side of of the spectrum. But I think the Achilles heel for me, and this is true for any like biopic. I'm not a huge biopic fan in general. Mm-hmm. Um, I hate. Uh, oh, smirking, it has so many of the things you hate in it. Smirking dramatic irony from from characters. <laughs> kind of like you know the whole like um, meeting with the. You know, studio guy. Yeah, and yeah. Like, this song will never be your yeah. hit song. Like, just that's no, that's really annoying stuff like that. And that's super played out. If you, if it's not Queen, <laughs> I guess that's what saved it for me. Like, because uh-huh. that band is insanely like innovative and revolutionary. Uh-huh. Their catalog spans so many genres. Sure. They nail everything. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I, but I do feel you. If you're yeah. not like really connected to, mm. you know, if you haven't watched isolated vocal takes <laughs> on YouTube, right? Like I, I there's a a fan service element there, which 
especially with Star Wars, I can be really into fan service. Yeah. But then there's fan service moments again with Star Wars. My my queen, I guess, is Star Wars. For you, for you, you have queen. I have Star awesome. Wars. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so like, there's th- there's certain things, and I'm like, that is pandering to that fan base, and then there's stuff other stuff. I'm like. Pandered to me more. I love yeah, this. Exactly. I love this I so much. I think I felt like that the whole time <laughs> in this movie. So they had other kind of tropes that I didn't care for. This isn't Star Wars Born as well. The moment where there's like the Viper producer that's like, like, oh, I'll take a message. And like, he was air, a little yeah, too bad guy like, for me. So well. broad of a um, of a villain. Yeah, I did find myself wishing. I almost did some homework in preparation for seeing this movie, and then just didn't. But I found myself wishing I knew more. It, like how much of that stuff was actually accurate? Yeah, I assume that yeah. he. I assume that he went on TV and did a tell-all. Otherwise, that would be a weird thing to create, like a a broadcast yeah. of something that didn't exist. Yep. Yeah. But who knows true. how much behind-the-scenes stuff that was? Like, yeah, because I mean, we. I mean, I, like this all happened around the time all of us were being born. <laughs> so, like when I heard Queen, it was already through like several iterations of like distance mm-hmm. from that like Freddie Mercury was this like one of the f- not one of the first gay rock stars but like an icon yeah in yeah and like the controversy surrounded that felt like at, from this distance like pretty cliche mm-hmm. but at the time like very real sure what else did you were you bothered by I have more thoughts but I feel like Jill hasn't been able to say oh, much yet uh it's okay, though, because I don't have any pressing ones right now. My negatives are, yeah, for one, it's a biopic, so it's already hard for me to, like, I have, like, a kind of a ceiling on that already. Uh, it's not a cradle-to-grave biopic, which I hate even more. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it, it plays like a trailer where it's just like, all right, now here's that moment. You remember, oh, how did he learn how to hold the bike stand like that? Here you go. Uh-huh. Have, oh, yeah, have yeah. fun with this, folks. <laughs> yep. And then, like, so just, like, every little, like, kind of beat is just like okay now we gotta fast forward to the next fun moment and uh i didn't feel like i had a whole lot of time to care about the relationship with his father that they really wanted to push at the end Um, i I would have loved to see more about his cultural roots or his like his ethnic heritage that felt like it was just kind of like oh he's a he's not a packy stop calling him a packy but basically he's a white guy (laughs) yeah well i also wondered how much of that was lost because that slur is like insanely offensive right. in the UK yeah uh, so it's probably lost on American audiences oh sure I get that um, yeah that I guess that that was one of those things that like felt like the movie was made for Queen fans where like all of this stuff is kind of assumed yeah just cause you know that he's Zoroastrian like he's from this like very like small ethnic minority in the UK yeah and uh-huh. growing up in the 70s one thing that kind of I don't know if I was totally sold on in retrospect was they that Live Aid performance was almost like shot perfect <laughs> for what it actually was like shot for shot remake basically yeah uh-huh. like like little things like him adjusting the monitor uh-huh. mix like wow like him dancing with the cameraman at one point. I think point. he's got a lot of credit for like the physic, like copying the physicality, really. Yeah, well. he was really believable. So he must have just studied those and really learned. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, his performance is great. Yeah. I agree with David, though, that I I wasn't as emotionally invested in the points. I saw you cry at one point. I didn't. I saw you wiping your eyes. You had leakies <laughs> coming out of your eyes. I, I, saw, I saw that too, Joe. Actually. Sorry. Well, I, didn't I, on the I, bus. I, but I, I was also crying. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with crying. And I typically cry all, a lot and very easily in movies. <laughs> so not trying to <laughs> hide my tears. That was the... Wait, spoiler alert. That was the dad hug, right? Uh, Joe was famously crying <laughs> during the scene when uh, when Freddie Mercury tells his bandmates that he has AIDS. Oh, right. That, oh, so I was crying like that entire five minutes. <laughs> um, so yeah, which there's a part of me that appreciates that they didn't like push it um, for to make like, sure too that like, every sin- yeah, too manipulative because mm. you easily could with that topic. Sure. Um, and they didn't, so I appreciated that. But at the same time, I wasn't emotionally as invested as I thought I would be in this film. So I don't know if stuff earlier in the film didn't kind of like prep my emotions properly for those moments. Not that I, I could see not that. that I wasn't feeling those no, moments. No, no, but, but everything did happen really quickly. Yeah, like even the. I feel like I was watching the, the like making of a record, drama. Mm-hmm. Like every time they made the like. You know the Bohemian Rhapsody, or like when they made the single, and then when they made Bohemian Rhapsody, and then when they like changed the game with We Will Rock You, like everything almost happened on fast forward. I was like, I'm invested in this, and it's happening too quickly. Yeah. Like I know what's going on, yeah. and I'm still like slow down. Yeah. And I think that's a tricky thing. Like I kind of wish that they had zoomed in even more, made it even more microscopic about just Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, instead of trying to like, wait, but what about this part? Yeah, like, yeah. just just give us that story because it, it's a cool. I like that part a lot. Um, I like that. Yeah, the, I guess I never really thought about the fact that it's opera influenced. Um, of course, it sounds like an well, opera. Oh, but. yeah, I was gonna say this. Entirely glossed over in this film is the fact that there's another song on Night at the Opera that's ex. It's like even more epic than oh, yeah. Bohemian Rhapsody. It's called the Prophet Song, but it's like seven and a half, almost eight minutes long. <laughs> don't even mention it. And yeah. it has an entire two-minute part. This was like before Auto Tune or like studio witchery, like at all, where Freddie Mercury is singing three-part harmony to himself through a delay pedal. Wow! So wow. he sings. The echo comes back, and he sings over it in harmony. The echo comes back, oh and he gosh. sings over it in a third harmony, oh and then he does that. And like one harmony dies off as like the next part comes in. It's That's like wild. totally asinine and like would not serve the movie at all. But <laughs> it's crazy. Like I'll take go check that out. Yeah. <laughs> Further listening. <laughs> Listen yeah. to a night at the opera front to back because it's pure gold. I wondered as the movie was talking about his like solo career and just kind of like I wondered what you thought. Like, do you like his solo stuff or do you uh, kind of no, agree with the movie's I, point of view? I agree with the movie's point of view. I've listened to the solo. I don't know if he finished the solo, second solo record ever. I've listened to the first one, and I don't think I got all the way through it. <laughs> like, it's it's pretty bad. Yeah. But I thought that was, like, in terms of just, like, typical band dynamics, that would that was handled really well. Like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. The classic, like, singer going out on his own. Yeah. And then, like, getting reined in by the fact that, like, he's part of a band. Right. I don't know. I mean, 
that'll hit home for me but i don't think they necessarily did that in like a new and interesting way Uh Mm -hmm. here's something i liked about the movie um is i liked the moments of them like collaborating Mm -hmm. when it like Mm -hmm. succeeded you know when like somebody would kind of give in to acknowledging that like yes this is better let's go with it and i feel like there were lots of moments of that and it wasn't just the like freddie mercury show even (laughs) though he clearly was brilliant and coming up just generating absurd amounts of material and ideas and so i think the group learned to trust him but there the uh, there were others who would say you know or or moments where you'd see him trusting them to to do what they do best Mm -hmm. um and I'm just very pro collaboration. Collaboration. <laughs> so those scenes um, felt somewhat uh, genuine. I definitely like the message of that, and I like the um, you know we're gonna split royalties equally. I think yeah. that's a mm-hmm. as as someone who's in a band like oh, situation definitely. with Dan Stevens, it's like that's how we do it. It's like yeah. s- split it evenly. Don't don't like. Well, like act like this is mine, this is yours. Yeah, because then you just get all these complications when you try to do that. Well, same because, and the, I don't know. The way I always thought about it is like, creation is its own reward. Yeah, and everyone to be in that room, like in that band, for instance, like is giving up the same thing, and that's what you're paid on. Yeah, you're not paid for like being a genius, <laughs> like mm-hmm. you're a genius, but you're paid for like being in the tour bus on that like six week u.s tour definitely that probably seemed like it was 40 years long (laughs) that like was just like a 10 second nod in the movie right for those who don't know jake woodruff is in a touring band that sees a lot of road time (laughs) and uh so yeah you can definitely speak to that but i like that but i also uh, but he kind of echoes that whole um sentiment at the end by saying like when he was on his own doing it everybody did what he said as opposed to like pushing back on something mm-hmm. and i feel i feel personally strongly that i think for most people they will make better you know work when there's someone to say like push back to push back yeah, yeah not to roadblock or to at least like but to give push back a differing yeah yeah it doesn't necessarily have to be like a, this huge conflict but like right a differing opinion that gets sorted out totally i think Maybe, though, one of the reasons the movie hit home for me, besides, like, in spite of the fact that it was, some elements of it were pretty, you've you've seen them all before. Mm-hmm. Like, there's movies about bands, there's movies about people from more conservative backgrounds becoming artists, mm-hmm. people discovering they have AIDS, the 70s and 80s rock scene in general. But, like, the fact that Queen was, like, this really weird, massive thing that happened in the middle of all that and kind of like mm-hmm. started a lot of those tropes sure not to say that does disservice to some of the things i listed but like i don't know so many things originated with that band that we now look at as like super just normal and right. everyday. but sure. at the time we're like really ground groundbreaking yeah like they have songs that sound like elvis and they have songs that are like thrash metal before thrash metal was a thing (laughs) like they're crazy Uh and their guitar player is now an actual astrophysicist oh really yeah i I heard that like i was like i don't know why that's sticking to my brain the astrophysicist part but yeah yeah that's great like has his phd like did the thing (laughs) also his solo records aren't that bad really yeah i've heard of him as a like a musician himself i always was, was like brian may brian may 
and I go, this is how bad I am with music. I'm like, is he Beach Boys? Or, no, that's, <laughs> that's Brian. Uh, Brian May Wilson. Brian Wilson. Yeah. Anyway. I do like that him and Roger Deakin were, I forget how they credited them, but they were like musical consultants or yeah, something. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. I can't remember exactly what it was. I think that sometimes it can be tricky though because with living members of a band that is being you know put on the screen you're like tiptoeing around them a little bit you don't want yeah, to make them look too terrible <laughs> yeah um i was realizing another star wars parallel <laughs> so <laughs> so george lucas made an incredible masterpiece with star wars once the prequels started gestating he no longer had any people or budgets telling him no oh he was yeah, just yeah. like hmm. george lucas this is your sandbox do yeah, whatever yeah, you yeah. want yes to everything and yes to everything is we, what happens when uh, Phantom Menace is concocted. So, <laughs> I think, so I was going to kind of like put a bow tie on what we were just saying and be like, boundaries are your friends, actually. And yeah. They're good things to push against. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the crazy thing about Queen is like Bohemian Rhapsody is like everything in the kitchen sink in one song, <laughs> but it right. rips so hard. Right. Like, And that's... No, they're not the Beatles. They didn't, like, perfect pop songs early right. on. You know, like, um, possibly a controversial statement. But, uh, <laughs> the, I mean, they also did songs like that. But even when they're just like, no, you have no idea what's about to happen next. Yeah. And anyone else would have, like, lost the plot. It, like, has this cohesion. Uh-huh. It's mm-hmm. really... One of the things I love about that band and why, like... I loved that movie so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's true. It's kind of like limitations are your friend, but then once you get good at working within limitations mm-hmm. as a group, you, can start breaking you as a group can start breaking yeah. through yeah. all your limitations. Just take a sledgehammer <laughs> right. all yeah. of them. But I, but I think it's important to note that, like, not just anybody, you know, like, it took them a little while. It wasn't their first song that they did. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's like, I don't know. For me, I would like to think that they couldn't have made Bohemian Rhapsody as their second song. Yeah. When they had just gotten to know each other and were just writing their first album. You know, to me, it's like, it's such a crazy out-of-the-box song. It takes a bit of time to get the trust and the, like, skills as a group to do that. I don't know. That's just me hoping that that's the case. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's reevaluate our scores now that we've talked about it. I'm going up for sure. Um, I, I like what you said about these things feel like tired tropes at this point, but they're tired tropes because Queen was the first to introduce them. It's kind of like saying, I just saw Citizen Kane. Yeah. That, there's a yeah. bunch of like really cliches. tired cliches in that movie. <laughs> like, uh, did you realize that that's where those came from? <laughs> yeah. So I, I think that's a very good rebuttal to my my this movie is all cliches statement so i'm going up to a six nice i think i'm gonna stay at a six which is still on the positive side of the spectrum but i don't know if it's it's won me over as an entire movie even more having talked about it even though i cried the whole time (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna go uh yeah i'm gonna go to nine and a half nice nice so yeah yay I think I want to just add a little PS to something I said earlier. Please. Yeah. Which I was like, I said something like, man, like, but being gay in the 70s and 80s was this super controversial thing. And I want to just 
dial that back a little bit or like temper that by like it's still controversial <laughs> yeah. yes, to some sorry. people and sure. that's bad <laughs> yeah. and we need to keep working on that but it yeah. hopefully yeah. in some pockets is better than it was back then yeah right. um yeah all right addendum Good. stays yes. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> noted great yeah all right but the queen is amazing queen, queen is, is amazing, amazing. We all agree on that. Queen <laughs> gets a 10 from me. 10 out of 10. Breaking. 10 out of 10. 11. All right. <laughs> all right. Thanks, Bye. Guys. Bye.